This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to today's Ask Amy podcast. Today we are talking all things Medicare. Don't turn this off. So you might be a young adult helping a parent who is getting close to that age where they have to sign up for Medicare, and you may be, like me, completely confused and know nothing about the subject. So for that, we brought in Alex Rashawn. She is with the Houston-Galveston Area Agency on Aging, and you're sort of an expert on Medicare. I try to be, yes. Yes. <laughs> We're the subject matter experts part of the state health insurance program. So this Medicare sort of the commercials on Advantage plans are just like white noise to me. I don't pay attention. So when consumers ask questions, I'm not the best. I, know, I need to know who to refer them to. But when do people start paying attention? Because you have to at some point. Of course, of course. So the majority of folks will start thinking about it when they're approaching that 65th birthday because they'll start getting a lot of mail. They'll start getting a lot of calls. And that's where they're like, oh, wait, I think I need to sign up for Medicare. Or do I need to sign up for Medicare at this time? And the answer is, so as you're getting close to 65, yeah. Do you have to? Do you at least have to check in with somebody to, to find out if you have to? You have to check in with someone for sure. And it really depends on your situation because a lot of folks are staying healthier, younger or longer, I should say, and they're working past 65. So the answer on that is maybe because their insurance may be credible and they may be able to delay some of those enrollments. But if you don't have other insurance, then yes, you definitely need to sign up for Medicare. And why they care is because they want everybody sort of paying into the system. Correct, correct. And it's it's a way to keep insurance cost effective because normally speaking, the younger we are, the healthier we stay. And as we age, we get a little unhealthier in theory. So they have to balance it out. Yeah. So I'm trying to remember what you told me. I think you said there's like seven months leading up to your, there's a seven month window, Correct. three months before you turn 65. Correct. So at 64 and nine months, uh -huh. you'll get what's called your initial enrollment period. You start making your decisions on what you can or want when it comes to your Medicare benefits. And then it runs the month of your eligibility. And then three months after that. How hard is it to sign up? Depends on the person. So um, there are a few ways that you can do that. You can either make an appointment with your Social Security office and they'll help you enroll, or you can get online. During the pandemic, the Social Security Administration made it very easy for folks to get online and sign up for their benefits, which has been such a time saver for folks. Or you can call and wait on the phone. And you might be waiting a while. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, but what you do as the lead benefits counselor, mm -hmm. um, you help walk people through that and you can help people sign up. Correct. Correct. So with the SHIP program, which you can find us in the Medicare New Book as your state health insurance assistance program, we help with unbiased Medicare education and assistance. We can help folks navigate the puzzle of Medicare. There are no stupid questions when it comes to Medicare benefits because it is so confusing and we can help them with their enrollment into prescription drug plans and advantage plans. And and so we were talking a little bit before this about um, the pandemic and why this sort of got on so many more people's radar right. than before is because people were being laid off. Right, right. A lot of area companies, unfortunately, had to have massive layoffs. So a lot of folks that were planning on working much longer to wait for their full retirement age all of a sudden became eligible for Medicare and didn't always sign up on time because of the penalties or because someone misinformed them. So because if you 
have insurance that qualifies as credible coverage, mm-hmm. then you don't have to have Medicare. Right. And there's a couple of loopholes within that, but most most companies in the area do have credible coverage, so you can delay those enrollments into Medicare Part B and Medicare Part D without any penalty. Um, the only time that that would not apply is if your company has what's called a health savings account or an HSA, which a lot of companies are going towards, and mm-hmm. you cannot actively contribute to an HSA and also have Medicare. So uh, that would be the only loophole in that where you don't have to sign up for Medicare um, at age 65. Got it. But you were saying, you know, if you were laid off, it's it's common that you might fall into COBRA or have COBRA as insurance, but that didn't mean that you don't have to sign up for Medicare. Exactly. So one big thing is that when you are laid off as an active employer, you lose that active employer coverage, which means you go on COBRA the majority of the time for up to 18 months. For Medicare Part B, you have an eight-month window to sign up for Medicare without penalty. Um, from the time that you lose that active employer coverage, and then you have two months to sign up for prescription drug coverage after you are terminated. Wow. Okay. So I never knew what part B, A, D, and C were. So let's talk about that a little bit. I mean, you said the most common one is Part B. Part B. That's where the majority of folks will live their Medicare lives because it covers so much. It's all your outpatient services. So any doctor visits, lab work, um, also things like diabetic supplies, durable medical equipment, dialysis, transplants, chemotherapy, all would fall, fall under that Medicare Part B. So if you if you have to sign up for Medicare, you're going to need to make some choices about Medicare Part B. No. So with... <laughs> I'm so sorry, Amy. That's okay. So your choices would start with the prescription drug coverage or if you want to stay with original Medicare or go into an Advantage plan, which is what you guys are seeing on TV a lot of times, those managed care options. Uh, Medicare Part A and Medicare Part B are very blanket statement, black and white information. Part A covers your hospital benefit and skilled nursing, and then your Part B is your outpatient. You will get that no matter what. Your decision comes in at your active enrollment for prescription coverage or a managed care plan or a supplement. Okay, so let's stay with Part B. Sure. You said that right now the um, premium charge is the standard or yes. the base. is $170.10. So that's what you're paying a month. Correct, correct. So and yes, and it depends on your income. Mm-hmm. So the more money you make, uh, the more you pay for your premiums for Medicare Part B and D. So people may be paying more than that one seventy ten. Right, right. And a lot of folks, what uh, the biggest question that we get, especially with folks that are working past 65, and that is, well, I was making the big bucks, but now I'm not. So what can I do to adjust that payment? Mm-hmm. And Social Security does have a form online called Social Security Form 44. If you Google it, I promise it's the first thing that pops up. Mm-hmm. comes with a nice instructional packet on how to fill it out. You fill out all the information required on that and then mail it to your local Social Security office, and they will make those adjusted um premium brackets because how much you pay is based on 10 years they look at your income from two years prior from two years prior okay and if you weren't working two years prior what what work history do they look at you have to have 10 years of work history or 40 credits work credits through our fica taxes or medicare tax in order to get onto medicare and that can be through you or your spouse if you guys have been married at least 10 years. Okay. All right. So we've got Part B covered. Yes. That's basically your your office visits, um, lab work, that Correct. kind of thing. Then Part A, what does that refer to? Your hospital benefits. So hospital coverage does not kick in automatically. You have to be admitted into a hospital. A lot of folks will be kept under observation, which cost-wise can be significantly different. Um, so you want to know if you're being admitted or not. Mm-hmm. By law, they do have to advise you on that. You get what's called a moon notice mm-hmm. that you have to sign. So once that Medicare Part A benefit kicks in, you are responsible for $1,566 up to day 60, and then it goes up from there. 
Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that can get pretty expensive. That can get pretty expensive because traditional Medicare standalone without a supplement has no max out of pocket. Okay. Wow. And so mm-hmm. skip to part D. What is what is part D in well, Medicare? In 2005, 2006, the government realized, hey, seniors need medication coverage. So um, these plans came into existence, and they're run by the majority of private insurance companies that we all know and love, the Aetnas and Cygnas and Blue Cross Blue Shields of the world. But um, you have to actively enroll into a prescription drug plan to have coverage, and Mm -hmm. they'll each have their own premium, their own deductible, and their own co-pays. So one number that you threw out there, is that the standard sort of average, the $33.07 a month? Yeah. And that's average. I wouldn't say for our region, it, it's a lot lower for okay. the most part because we, what we do is we base it on their prescription drug list. So if folks come with, whether it's a list of their prescriptions or their bottles of medication, which I've had that happen multi- multiple times and it's absolutely okay because it gives me a better idea if they're on capsules or tablets or, uh-huh. uh, you know, because the cost can be so significant, um, it actually, Medicare.gov will actually automatically sort those plans out for us based on cost and uh-huh. based on the pharmacies of your choosing, and we can find you the most cost-effective option and help you enroll into that. Okay, so we've covered Part A, Part B, mm-hmm. Part D, Part C <sighs> is the Advantage plans. Yeah, or, and that's what we mm-hmm. see all those commercials about. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, so those are what I, I lovingly call the Joe Namath plans because Joe Namath is on TV quite a bit for them, <laughs> and those are the managed care HMO or PPO offered options through Medicare. You're not dropping your Medicare coverage. It's just a different way to receive your benefits. So I could choose to go with the standard Medicare where I know what all the coverages are. That doesn't really change. I'm paying this premium that's based on my um, last two years of income or two years ago, my income. Or I could go with one of these coverage plans because I like the commercial or I like the celebrity that's on the commercial or they offer, they do make some other offerings that standard Medicare doesn't. They do. So by law, Medicare Advantage plans have to cover everything that Medicare covers. So all of the basic medical necessary benefits will be covered, but they may offer some extra little bells and whistles, like things like uh, medical transportation, some dental, some vision, some hearing. Um, We always just advise that you uh, read the fine print and check with your providers before signing up to make sure that they're a network to keep your costs down. Can they do that through you, or what's yes. the best way whenever I call one of these Advantage Plan companies and they're telling me everything that's included? Is it easy to compare apples to apples, what they're telling me versus? Yeah, so uh, with us, with the state health insurance program, what we do is we give you a comparison of up to three plans. We find the most cost-effective of the three. Now, if you're attached to providers, we always put that homework on you because we believe in self-advocacy, and we want to make sure that you're calling your providers and making sure that they actually accept the plan that you're signing up for before you enroll into it. Um, but we will look at HMO or PPO options if there's some benefits that are very important to you, like medical transportation. Our region is so big. That mm-hmm. is a big concern for our seniors. We can focus on plans that make sure to cover those services for you. All right. And there is a penalty. So if I don't, if I'm getting close to this age, but I'm just sort of paralyzed, I don't like to make these big decisions, I'm like, ah, it seems like a pain, and I don't do anything. How are they penalizing me? So there are two different penalties that we have to worry about. The first being Part B, which is your outpatient, and it's 10% per year that you should have had coverage but didn't. And then on the Part D side, you have 1% of the national base rate average, which is $33.07. It's $0.33 cents, um, to do the math for y'all. But from there, it's times the months that you should have had it and didn't. How are they making me pay that? They'll take it out of your check. When Once you sign up for it, that's where that letter will come in the mail letting you know, hey, you didn't sign up on time during your initial enrollment period. We are going to go ahead and penalize you X amount 
per month. Ah, mm-hmm. okay. All right. So a lot of really good information here, Alex. I want to take a quick break, and then I want to talk about what a lot of people are wondering. How do I get help? Because we know there are these private companies you can sign up for sure. for help. There's you know resources like yours where they can get help. And then we're also going to tell um, adult children how you may be able to help Definitely. with your parents. Sure. All right. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Ask Amy podcast. Today we are talking about all things Medicare. I've got Alex Rashawn here with me talking about how people can get help because we've been going through, hopefully people have learned some things I know I have today about Medicare, but still, then when you sit down to actually apply and make some of these decisions, people may be confused and it's why I guess it's created sort of a whole industry of private help. Like companies will actually help you sign up for a fee. How much does it cost me if I call the Houston-Galveston area um, on aging? Nothing. Nothing. We receive federal and uh, state funding to help with unbiased Medicare assistance. So there is no feed for any of our services. You mentioned something because it's like, oh, gosh, how how long am I going to be waiting for that free service? (laughs) So we have a staff of four benefits counselors, and we always return our calls within three business days. Now, during open enrollment, as you can imagine, everyone is calling in and asking for help. So that does kind of extend a little bit to five to six business days, usually max seven. But we do have someone that makes appointments for our benefits counseling team. So you get that one call, you set up the appointment at the time of your choosing, and then you have an hour long conversation with one of our staff to go over those benefits. That is not long. I mean, that's not a long time to wait in terms of government. You know, it's a government program that you're kind of signing up for. So, okay, if I am an adult, uh, I'm an adult child trying to help um, my parent Mm -hmm. who is getting ready to do this. I need to sign up for, you're saying, I need to go to Medicare.gov and I need an account. Why? So Medicare.gov rolled out a Medicare account that you can sign up for. It's a safe, um, secure website through the Medicare.gov website. And it does a variety of things. One of the biggest things that it does is that you're able to print out a list of your prescriptions. You can print out a temporary card and you can also add someone as a proxy, which just means if I have a loved one that's on Medicare and I want to be able to call Medicare without them on the line, I I can have my loved one add me as their proxy on their account to then make that phone call in case I need to know something about their Medicare benefits. Got it. So it would be yeah. my mom's Medicare.gov account, and then she would go in and add me as a proxy. Correct. Yeah. Then while I'm at work and I need to make calls and I could sit here on hold, I could talk to somebody exactly. about that. Exactly. Okay. All right. That's helpful to know. Yeah. Um, and then... The important dates we need to know coming up coming is up. open enrollment. And what are those dates? So open enrollment happens October 15th through December 7th. This is the one time per year that everyone is able to shop their plans to make sure that the current plan that they are on for this calendar year is the most cost effective moving forward. It will kick in your new plan if you change. will kick in January 1st. You don't always have to make any changes. You can roll over that plan unless the plan is being phased out. But we always recommend everyone do a benefit check because there are always so many changes to these plans on the prescription drug side and the managed care plan side. Like are some drug that I need regularly? Right. Is it still included? Exactly. At what rate? Uh, yeah, is I my mean, doctor in network? You know, All those things. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we get questions from time to time here at KPRC. And so I um, have one of them here. Sure. That this was from Marsha. And she asked, these are you know questions that I don't feel equipped to answer. Um, but Marsha said she's 75 years old. She lives on a fixed income. 
um, her health care provider, United Healthcare, has offered to file papers for her for the Medicare savings program. Um, she said, I could use the extra money, but she's concerned about all the personal information she has to give them. Could it be a scam? Well, the Medicare savings program is very much real. If you do not feel comfortable giving your information to United Health, you can always give us a call as a state health insurance program, and we can help you with those applications. The Medicare savings program is a great program to sign up for if you meet the requirements, uh, income and resource-based requirements for that. It is a state-funded program, much like Medicaid, but there are different levels of assistance that you can qualify for. So it's up to you if you would like to give them your information. It is an invasive application, I will admit. Um, mm -hmm. They do ask pretty much short of your blood type. Kind of, <laughs> kind of kidding, but not really. Um, and then in addition to that, there's also the prescription assistance side, which is called extra help, which goes in tandem with the Medicare savings program. So we can help with those applications if you feel comfortable giving us a call or if you'd like to go through your uh, managed care provider. All right. Um, and so you you guys cover 12 counties for the Houston Galveston area. If someone calls and they don't fall it within those 12 counties yeah. that you guys cover, you can usually refer them to somebody. Absolutely. Can. Absolutely. We work very closely with the Harris County Area Agency on Aging. We do referrals all the time between both of our agencies. So um, whether you give us a call or you give them a call and we'll make that referral as necessary. While we're telling them they can make that call, I do want to give the phone number. So the local yeah. number is 713-627-3200 to call mm -hmm. um, and then you talked about so somebody needs to sign up for Medicare we gave that window as mm -hmm. they're approaching their 65th birthday but don't wait for open enrollment because right. you need to have already gotten your Medicare number and be enrolled before open enrollment starts. Correct. And a lot of folks, obviously, birthdays happen 12 months out of the year. So a lot of people that are approaching their 65th birthday during open enrollment don't necessarily have to abide by the open enrollment timeline. They'll have those seven months still. But we would also shop not only this year's plans, but we would also take a look at 2023 as we're going through the the kind of the, the waters of finding the plans for you. Got it. Okay. All right. A lot of really good, useful information. Is there anything that, I mean, biggest mistakes that you think people make? I mean, I'm just going to throw that one at you. When people call, I mean, is there some big thing that people forget to do or make an error on? Yeah. So my biggest thing is just do your homework, whether it's original Medicare or an Advantage plan. Always make sure you check with your doctors and your um, network and your providers to make sure that they're going to accept whatever plan you sign up for, whether it's standalone Medicare or an Advantage plan. And also know the timelines because you will be penalized and it's very difficult to get rid of that penalty. Yeah. All right. Very important. Making sure that you have health care coverage when you yeah. need it. Thank you so much, much Alex, Rashawn, for coming on today. Thanks for having me. All I right. Have it. a great one. Thanks.